voice of Jesus crying, who will go and work today? Fields are white and harvest waiting, who will bear the sheaves away? Loud and long the master calleth, rich reward he offers thee. I can do while the souls of men are dying and the master calls for you take the task he gives you gladly let his work pleasure be answer quickly when he calleth here am I In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near the true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment but I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them, and I pray thee of thy boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. O you who have been my help, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in the level path because of mine enemy. Yes. 
Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on high. We praise thee. We bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sin of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of Father, have mercy upon us, for Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord, Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, you have prepared for those who love you good things that surpass all human understanding. Pour into our hearts such love towards you that we, loving you above all things, may obtain your forgiveness and promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one ever, one God, now and forever. The um, Old Testament lesson for this, the fifth Sunday after the Trinity, is written in the 19th chapter of the first book of the Kings, beginning at the 11th verse. And the Lord said, go out and stand upon the mount before the Lord, and behold, 
The Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains, and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the, after the fire, a still small voice. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak, and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came the voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the sons of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, they have torn down thine altars, and they have killed the prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek to take away my life. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. You shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, king over Yisrael, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel-Mahalah. You shall anoint to be the prophet in your place. And the one who escapes the sword of Hazael shall Jehu put to death. And the one who escapes the sword of Jehu shall Elisha put to death. Yet I leave 7,000 in Yisrael, all the knees that have not bowed to the Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. And so he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen in front of him. And he was with the 12th. And Elijah passed by him and cast his cloak upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? And he returned to follow him, and he took the yoke of oxen and sacrificed them and boiled their flesh with the yokes of the oxen and gave it to the people, and they ate. And then he arose and went after Elijah and assisted him. This is the word of the Lord. Behold our shield, O God, look on the face of your anointed. O Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. The epistle is written in the third chapter of St. Peter's first epistle, beginning at the eighth verse. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear, nor be troubled. But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy. Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who ask you for the reason for the hope that is in you. 
This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Alleluia. O Lord, in your strength the kingdom rejoices, and your salvation, how greatly he exalts. Alleluia. gospel is written in the fifth chapter of St. Luke, beginning at the first verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. While the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. And in getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put a little out from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had ceased speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great shoal of fish. And as their nets were breaking, they beckoned to their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all who were with him, at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. Henceforth, you will be fishers of men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. I believe in one God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of the Father And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, 
the Lord and giver of life, who proceeded from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spake by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm on the Downeaster, Alexa, and I'm cruising through Block Island Sound. I have charted a course to the vineyard, but tonight I'm Nantucket bound. We took on diesel back in Montauk yesterday, left this morning from the bell at Gardner's Bay, like all the locals here, I've had to sell my home. Too proud to leave, I work my fingers to the bone so I can own my Downeaster Alexa. And I go where the ocean is deep. There are giants out there in the canyons and a good captain he can't fall asleep. I've got bills to pay and children who need clothes. I know there's fish out there, but where? God only knows. They say these waters ain't what they used to be. 
but I've got people back on land that count on me. So if you see my down Easter Alexa, and if you work with the rod and the reel, tell my wife that I am trolling Atlantis, and I still have my hands on the wheel. Now I drive my down Easter Alexa more and more miles from shore every year, since they told me I can't sell no stripers and there's no luck in swordfish in here. I was a bayman, like my father was before. Can't make a living as a bayman anymore. There ain't much future for a man who works the sea. But there ain't no island left for islanders like me. Billy Joel wrote this song after talking to some fishermen off of Long Island's Oyster Bay. And he kind of identified with their plight. It's probably the best song he ever wrote, in my opinion. And I think the pathos that this song identifies is something I think that was going through the minds probably of, of Simon and those who were fishing with him because, you see, they weren't sports fishermen, they were professional fishermen. That means if they got no catch, they didn't eat. That means there was no clothing for their children. And they had been out all night, and they had caught nothing. And so when Jesus said to Simon, he said, launch your boats out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered him, he said, Master, we have toiled all night, and we've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, so that the nets were were breaking and their boats were sinking. And this is the most amazing story, isn't it? It's so amazing that what men think is impossible, God understands is not impossible, but is very possible. You know, when the, when the guess, gospel lesson begins, you see these two boats standing by the lake empty and the fishermen gone to wash their nets. It looks to anybody that knows anything about fishing that the fishing for that day is done. It's done. Because, you know, Simon and those with him, James and John, those, those guys were professionals. This was their livelihood. This wasn't just a hobby they did occasionally on the weekends. And they knew that there was going to be no catch for a while, at least till the next night, because as a general rule, the best fishing is at night, especially on a full moon, especially just before first light, unless there's been a lot of rain or something else going on. And so when Jesus got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put a little out from the land, he sat down and taught. No doubt Simon was thinking he was doing this rabbi a favor, Give him a platform to preach. He had no idea, I'm sure, what was coming next. Just like we, we don't have any idea what's coming next. We never do, do we? No. Uncertainty is the only certainty in our life. And yet today's lesson teaches us that Jesus always has a plan. Jesus always knows what's coming next, even when we don't. He knows what's coming next. In fact, he's got two, really two plans, or two sides of a plan. He's got a plan for our temporal life, and he's got a plan for our eternal life. And these, 
These two plans are, are, are sort of intertwined together. But how do we discover these plans? How do we know these plans? Well, Martin Luther tells us when he preached this same sermon 500 years ago, he, he wrote during this same sermon 500 years ago, he said, we learn from God's word how to discern God's will, how he is minded towards us. For without God's word, it is impossible for a human being to discern God's will. For without God's word, we cannot know God's will. Second, we also learn from the word how our outward life constitutes a truly God-pleasing service in which God delights. For it is not necessary for a person who wants to serve God to do something extraordinary. No, no. He should just stick with his calling, whatever that calling is in accord with God's will, to do what his government says, or his calling says, or his station demands and requires. In other words, if you're a baker, bake good bread. If you're a father, be a good father. If you're a mom, be a great mom. You know, it's whatever your station is. Do everything as if you do it unto the Lord, as the Holy Spirit inspired St. Paul to write in Colossians 3, 23. That's how, you're to, that's how the, you're to do your life. If you do this, then you are serving God as your ought, Luther says. In this, God has special pleasure and will add his blessings for success and happiness. This is an indispensable lesson on which so much depends. For when one knows this, and he does, what he does and what he leaves undone is embraced with God's command and his word, and we can be confident in conscience and in heart that we defy the devil. And the devil needs a lot of defiance, doesn't he? Because he's been very active in our world as late, trying to sow discord and contention among us, trying to fuel the fires of hatred at all levels. Now we must defy this evil one. We must love our neighbor as ourself. We must pray for our enemies because our enemies are not flesh and blood, as God's word tells us, but they are wickedness in heavenly places. So how do we do this? How do we defy the devil? Well, we do it the same way that Simon caught all those fish. First, what did Simon do? Well, he listened. He listened to Jesus, to Jesus' word. And then secondly, he did what Jesus said. He listened and did listened and did. Because you see, a lot of people listen to Jesus' words, but not many people actually do what he says, do they? I mean, think about it. When Jesus got into Simon's boat, did he think that his words would work? No, he didn't think his words would work. That's why he said to Jesus, Master, we have toiled all night long and caught nothing. In other words, what you're asking me, Jesus, will not work. We've already shown objectively that it doesn't work. We've been doing it all night and it hasn't worked. Why would it work now when you say to do it? And when I think about it, when we think about it, which we must think about it, 
Are we any different? Are we any different? And the answer is we're not. We're not any different. We're not. Because if we were any different than Simon and those with him, why, we would run to, to keep the Ten Commandments. We would want, we would want to do good deeds, and not just the negative part of the Ten Commandments, but the positive side of it. Not only would we not kill our neighbor, but we would want to help and befriend him in every bodily need. We wouldn't stand by as a culture watching people be beaten in the streets. And not only would we not steal from our neighbor, but we wouldn't want, we would want to help and improve our neighbor's property and business. We wouldn't allow businesses to be gutted, burned. No, we wouldn't allow that as a culture, would we? We wouldn't. We would love our neighbor as ourselves. We would seek to do good for our neighbor. We would pray for our enemies. We would do good to them. We would not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone, as God tells us in Leviticus 19:18. But we would love our neighbor as we love ourselves. I am the Lord. But we bear grudges, don't we? We don't seek forgiveness nor stop seeking revenge. We, we want these things, I know. I've struggled more with this kind of anger in the last six months than I've struggled with it my entire life. I've been so angry. I have to sit up at night, some nights, praying to God, forgive these people and myself and us as a nation and as a community and as a parish. This is sad, isn't it? It's sad that our lives remain empty like Simon's fishing boats, but they don't have to be. They don't have to be empty, because the fish, I believe, represent the joy of knowing God and his will and forgiveness. They don't have to be empty, not at all. In fact, Jesus in today's gospel lesson shows us how they might become full, and how is that? Well, when Jesus steps into our boat through the preaching of the gospel and through the administration of the sacraments, because that's what Jesus does in these things, he's stepping into the boat of our lives. What are we to do? We are just to do what he says. We are just to do what he says, to hear him. Just as in the Hebrew, you know, it says, Shema, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one, hear, O Israel. We are to Shema, we are to Kua, we are to hear what God is saying to us and then then just do it, right? Even though he tells us to do stuff that seems insane, like let down your nets for a catch. Oh, master, we have toiled all night. But this word master is the key to this whole gospel lesson, I think. It's the Greek word epistates. It's commonly translated as overseer or director or master, and it applies one who has authority, who has the right to give us orders, but it's more than that. In the broader context of Greek, of Greek literature, it means more like a commander or an administrator or a supervisor, one who, who is training up the youth, kind of like a school principal or a school teacher, right? And so in Luke's writings, it's always used only of those who actually follow Jesus. Those who follow Jesus, sure they hear his words, but he's their epitates, he is their, he is their commander, he is the one whose commands they follow. The people who hear Jesus and don't follow him, they're the ones that always call Jesus the daskalos, they're always calling Jesus teacher, 
good teacher. You know, you're my teacher. But he's not their teacher because they don't do what he says. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll take up your cross, like it said in the hymn today, and you will follow me. Because if you don't bear the, bear the cross, there's no reward for us. Because we're just calling Jesus teacher, but it's just lip service. This is the striking observation of today's gospel lesson. It's the difference between a true disciple and an ersatz one, a fake disciple. Both hear Jesus' words, both know them. I mean, the devil quotes scripture better than anyone in this room, guaranteed. But he doesn't follow the word, no. No, the true disciple is one who hears the word and then does the word. And when we do that, our boat will be full. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, um, Mr. Hoyas, don't leave after the service, okay? Don't leave, okay, after the service, okay. Good. So, a um, few announcements. So, um, the reason why I have the mask on the entire service is because last Sunday, one of our head ushers has, uh, I was in kind of close contact with him, and uh, he has tested, tested positive, 
as a significant amount of his department for the COVID-19, so he has it. And I was, uh, I was not super close to him, but I wasn't super far either, and I didn't have a mask on at that time. So I'm keeping a mask on the entire time for your benefit, not my own. Um, and uh, so the, uh, we have a couple, and then what we're gonna ask to, I talked to you know, some of the elders, and what we wanna do this today is we would like to ask you that when you're coming up from communion, you do so in a, in a, in a distance manner. I know it's frustrating, but, but I'm, we're just trying to be safe. And uh, unless you're a family group, if you're an individual, right here, okay, that, that's a place. And then six feet is like right here, okay? So we would try to ask you to try not to bunch up uh, when you're coming up and try not to bunch up at the rail. And then right over here, if you want to stand, is another place, okay? I measured it all out. I actually put tape on it last afternoon, but someone removed my tape. So to, just to try to tell you what, what we're trying to do, same deal over here, right? Here's a place, because from here to there is about six feet. And then over here, right? And then, you know, over here. Now, if you're a family group, you can be bunched up. We don't mind about that, but we're trying to be safe. It might take a little bit longer. And then what we're going to do, like we've been doing, is we'll dismiss this side when we get done, and then we'll dismiss that side when we get done. And we'll just keep flowing people up uh, as, 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 um, as, as a, we can do that as piously as possible. Um, we have a couple prayer requests from first service. One is for uh, Tessa Maria. She's a friend of Leslie Pacey's. She's 39 years old, and she has been sent home for hospice because of cancer. So we're going to pray for Tessa. And then also Beth uh, Cornmayer is uh, the daughter of one of the daughters of Ruth Gross. She is having a surgery on the 15th of July. So we pray for her as well. The Lord be with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord for the peace that is from above and for the well-being of the churches of Christ and for the godly unity of all Christendom. Let us pray to the Lord for this holy house and for those who in faith, piety, and the fear of God offer here their worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord for Matthew and Eric, our shepherds and bishops in Christ. For all pastors and teachers and all people, let us pray to the Lord. For our nation, all our people, for our president and Congress, our governor and legislature, our judges and magistrates, and all who serve in public office, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and the sorrowing, for those who mourn, for those who are in need and distress, for the homebound and the infirm, especially we pray this day for Bob and Jackie, Paul and Marga, for uh, Eddie and Norma, Kim and Ray, Suzette and Chris, Gail and Therese, Marion and Clayton, Meredith and James, George and Larry Dean, and Earl and Suzette, Bob and Mallory, for Mark and Jennings, Hank and Sandy, Owen and Bonnie Sue, Megan and Isaac, for Haley and Smitty, Stella and, and Marilyn, for Patty and Cecil, Michelle and Carl, for Karen and Jimmy, for Tina, in Ainsley and Richard and Kevin, for Colleen and Ron and Carolyn and Mary Ellen, uh, for Brian and Natalie, Thelma and Jesse, for Ralph and Theo, Easton and Janice, 
for Doug and Fallon, for Colby and Jamie, Audra and Francis. And we pray, Heavenly Father, for the, the families of our parish who mourn, especially the Carnan family, the Tryon family, the Nolings family, the Linden family, the Ulrich family, the Dieterding family, and the Whitfield family. And we pray, Heavenly Father, for those serving in our country's armed forces, especially Paul and Turner, Paul and Caleb, Hayden and Mike. And we pray for all of our university students, including Emma, Stanley, Colleen and Griffin, Noah, John, Katie, Dylan, Audrey, Dylan, Rosalind, Gage, Olivia, Sarah, and, and Olivia. And we pray, Heavenly Father, also for those to whom death is drawing near and for us all, that when our last hour shall come, we may depart this life in the confidence of the sure faith, the consolation of a right, devout, and holy hope, and in the communion of Christ, holy church, let us pray to the Lord. Calling those who have gone before us in the faith and rejoicing to share with them the Sabbath rest which Christ has won for his people, that together with them we may be found faithful in the day of judgment and rejoice in the day of the resurrection of the dead. Let us pray to the Lord. We pray especially this day for Beth Cornmayer. Almighty and everlasting God, the eternal salvation of them that believe, hear our prayers on behalf of thy servant, Beth, who will soon undergo surgery. We implore thy aid and mercy for her, that she might, through this procedure, be restored to her former health, that she may render thanks to thee in thy church. We ask this through the merits of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And then we also pray for Tessa Maria, who is going into hospice for cancer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, look down from heaven, behold, visit, relieve thy servant, Tessa Maria, for whom we offer up our supplications. Look upon her with the eyes of thy comfort and give her confidence and sure comfort in thee. Defend her from the dangers of the enemy and keep her in perpetual safety and peace through the merits of Jesus Christ, thy son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. salvation which thou hast pre face of all peoples Allah to light and the Gentiles and the glory for ye Israel glory be to the Father to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end Amen Oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good We give thanks to the Almighty God. 
that thou hast refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we beseech thee that of thy mercy thou would strengthen us the same in faith towards thee, and in fervent love towards one another, through Jesus Christ thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, now and forever. Seek relief from a long fast. 